This is the Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. Tom is a sports super agent. And Sam worked on baseball salary arbitration, is a longtime criminal lawyer and defense attorney, and is the author of Waiting for Cooperstown. And together, these brothers bring you the Rich Report here on Sports USA. Thank you for listening to The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. You can find us on sportsusamedia.com, on iTunes, the TuneIn app for your smartphone, and iHeartRadio. I am Brandon Randazzo, and let's welcome Tom and Sam Rich to the show. The place to be this past week, New York City, between Fashion Week between NBA All-Star Weekend, Saturday Night Live, 40th Anniversary Special. I mean, everyone and anyone was in New York. So we are going to start off talking about a big New York team in baseball. Of course, I'm talking about not the Mets, the Yankees. New York Yankees, we have to start the show and talk about uh, three of their players being retired this coming season. Jorge Posada number 20, Bernie Williams, number 51, Andy Pettit, number 46, and Alex Rodriguez. Let's start off with the apology letter. Now, Tom, is it a little too late? I mean, we're going into the season, of course, A-Rod trying to make amends, sends out this apology letter, uh, basically apologizing for what had happened a few years ago with HGH and uh, admitting all of that type of stuff. So what do you think of that? Well, I think that it was a, uh, a smart thing to do. I think uh, A-Rod's getting some good advice these days, and I think that was a piece that makes a lot of sense because, you know, he has a lot to apologize for. But one of the things about A-Rod has always been that if he is able to contribute, the fans at least in New York, you know, the hardcore fans will be excited about that. I said, you know, even last September uh, when he came back, you know, and missed all of that tension and uh, absolute uh, hostility and everything else. When he hit that big home run against the Red Sox, the dead center field, people were excited. That was dramatic. He has that, he still has that capacity. Now, whether his physical uh, problems will permit that remain to be seen. But, you know, A-Rod, after all, has some serious eyes as a baseball player, and he's still a very strong guy. So the jury's out on whether he can be productive with the bat. I don't think the jury's out on whether he can be a real strong in the field with all the injuries and operations, et cetera, and the fact that he's 40. So it's going to be very interesting, no matter what, whether people like him, hate him. But I think the letter that he wrote was uh, wise, and uh, I'm sure there was some sincerity to it. He is getting advice uh, from some people now that know what they're doing. So uh, that's a good thing. As far as the team is concerned, you know, they have a lot of guys that uh, had subpar seasons who are aging, but some of them are going to bounce back. 
because some of these guys, they, you know, these players in question have a lot of pride, a lot of ability, and they want to they want to compete. So I think the Yankees are going to be an interesting team, but I also think the season is so damn long that you know some of the guys will have a run. And I hope I hope so because the Yankees can always stir it up. They add a lot of drama to anything, and they still have a lot of talent. Tanaka matters, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a wide open thing in that East, the American League East. It's going to be wide open. Now, let me ask you this: If Alex Rodriguez performs well in spring training and he earns the spot on the team. Is he uh, the third baseman, the DH? What do you see him um, playing at? Well, I think I think uh, his time at third base is going to be very limited. Third base requires a lot of quick movements. You know, it's a reaction position. I don't think, and plus they obviously signed a good player at a healthy salary, oh, yeah. you know, an eight-figure-a-year salary. And he can play, and he has a future. So I think uh, if A-Rod sees action there at third base of any uh, length, it would be because he's in much better physical straits than uh, a lot of people expect. I hope he is able to do uh, a lot more defensively. But I don't expect it. And the other thing is that they have Headley there. And A-Rod can uh, play, you know, uh, he can DH pretty much all the time except in those National League cities. Now, Sam, are you uh, ready to accept A-Rod back in the fold? Do you think he's going to get booed everywhere he goes? I mean, what's your take on the Alex Rodriguez situation? Well, I thought it would be very hard for any player to become more hated and more despicable than Ryan Braun. But uh, A-Rod managed to surpass Braun uh, by uh, a mile in terms of, uh, of justifiably being uh, reviled. Uh, you have an interesting situation, which we shouldn't forget. A-Rod has made history up to now, and he's on the cusp of more history. Uh, Willie Mays' his home run level is next in line. You have a player who wants to reach... Uh, those milestones, not only for the money, uh, but for the history. You have a team that would uh, just as soon see him retire and have his uh, very expensive contract uh, reduced uh, by uh, insurance payments. So all of that will play out uh, very interestingly. I find it hard to believe that any player of Rodriguez's age who missed an entire season uh, as he did uh, last year, and was not playing well the last time he played, uh, can come back and be a, a major contributor. But miracles have happened, and uh, Rodriguez is kind of a miracle producer. Uh, it will be very interesting. It will be one of the great stories to follow of the entire year, one of the most interesting. I don't think he will ever be well-liked. <laughs> No, not at all. And I think for me, the letter, a little too late. Let's talk about a feel-good story with the New York Yankees. They are retiring three numbers. I'm talking number 20, Jorge Posada, 46, Andy Pettit, 
and Bernie Williams. I love Bernie Williams, number 51. What do you think, Sam, of uh, the retirement of uh, those jerseys and numbers? Well, I was wondering why uh, some of those numbers weren't retired earlier when uh, the players retired. Uh, I think uh, for Bernie Williams, uh, he's been retired for more than five years, probably more than uh, six or seven years. But uh, I think the idea of having this this great ceremony, uh, three retirements, three uh, uh, three celebrated players, uh, I think it's going to be like a Hall of Fame induction, uh, particularly at Yankee Stadium with all those other celebrated uh, numbers already uh, already out there. Uh, it'll be great. And uh, I should note, too, Willie Randolph, they're going to give him a plaque and they're going to uh, recognize him should. as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What do you think of all of that, Tom? Well, I think uh, when you consider the Yankees and tradition, the way it jumps out, you know, not only in baseball, but period. You know, the Yankees want to take advantage of, of this incredibly rich tradition, and they got guys to do it with. I mean, all of those guys are so worthy of that kind of uh, honor. And, and yeah, you, you mentioning Willie Randolph, one of the great quality guys that I've ever known in this sport. So I'm glad he's, he's getting some attention as well. But, no, I think it's great. And why wouldn't the Yankees take advantage of their heritage, you know, in years that have been a, uh, a struggle and they're still trying to dig out of it? And uh, they have a chance to make a play. But I think it's great. And it's um, proper. Uh, do you think that uh, the, uh, the ceremony for Pettit will do anything to uh, strengthen his Hall of Fame uh, credentials when he becomes eligible? I think Pettit belongs in the Hall of Fame, and I hope it does. I, I think Pettit, you cannot look at Andy Pettit just as a regular season pitcher. You have to take into account yes. that he was one of the best big game pitchers, period, in postseason he was a hell of a lot more than that. And speaking of Hall of Fame, what about uh, Jason Giambi, uh, Tom? He recently retired from baseball. Let me give you his career numbers. 277 batting average, 440 home runs, 1,441 RBIs. He had a .399 on base percentage and .516 slugging percentage. Hall of Fame or not? Well, I think um, Giambi, in the first half of his career, was uh, a man on the way until he ran into some problems. He was one of the great hitters in the game at that time, and certainly a guy on a Hall of Fame path. He's also one of the most popular guys in this 20-year career uh, that the game has seen in that period of time. As to the Hall of Fame, I think it it's a uh, at best a coin flip. Uh, he's the kind of guy that you would want to root for. I can tell you that. Sam, is he a Hall of Famer? No. Uh, let me put it like this: to be a Hall of Famer, uh, you must not only be a great player, but
but you must be more than great. I think, like Tom says, for five or six or more years, he was well on the pace. But like a lot of players, he fell off. And although I can look at him as one of the uh, great players of his time, uh, I think he clearly was not great enough to satisfy a Hall of Fame precedent as it has developed, and it's reasonable precedent. So I would say uh, Giambi is not a Hall of Fame, uh, is not a strong Hall of Fame candidate. He will get votes, probably uh, deserves some votes, but uh, uh, he is behind too many other players who exceeded him. And uh, everybody is starting to report now to spring training. So any final thoughts before we take a break on uh, spring training, Major League Baseball, uh, Sam? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, when, when spring training comes and they start uh, having games in, uh, in Bradenton and Sarasota, uh, Sam and Diane Rich are not uh, too far behind, and I'll be visiting my brother. I love... Uh, spring training. Spring training is almost as much fun for a fan who gets a chance to be there as the regular season. And uh, it's a wonderful time. Everybody can afford to have optimism about what's going to happen in the in the coming season. And this season, uh, with all the great moves that have been made by a number of teams, has given uh, a lot of fans and a lot of cities which have suffered a little bit some good reason for optimism. I am looking forward to it. Tom, you looking forward to I'll, spring training? I'll be there on Friday at the Pirate Park uh, to visit with uh, Clint and Hurl and, and some of the uh, old-time coaches, Pete and Sandy and those guys. And I live down here, and I can't wait. So I'll be there Friday morning. <laughs> there you go. We're going to take a quick break. We want to thank everyone out there for listening and downloading the Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. Of course, we are on sportsusamedia.com, on iTunes, the TuneIn app for your smartphone, and iHeartRadio. We are coming back. It's kind of a New York show. We're going to talk uh, New York Islanders and uh, some of the best teams in hockey right now. And, of course, the highlights of NBA All-Star Weekend. We'll be back. It is The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. This is The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. Back with more right after this on Sports USA. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-577-5195 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-577-5195. 
No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. If you or your family love the freedom of swimming any time of year, if you love sharing good times and making great memories, or if you want one of the best total body workouts ever, then it's time to discover the three C's of your very own endless pool. The first C is convenience. Imagine swimming year-round in your own private swimming pool, installed indoors or out, just steps away. The second C is comfort. With sculpted spa seats and your own adjustable temperature, you can easily escape the stress of your day. And the third C is cost. Your endless pool is an affordable luxury at a fraction of the cost of a regular pool. And here's a bonus C, choice. Because when you call for your free Endless Pool Idea Kit, you'll receive information on our full line of pools to suit your budget and location. Call now for your free information. 800-787-3019. 800-787-3019. We're back to the Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich on Sports USA. We are back with the Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. Let's talk NHL hockey season in full swing and the New York Islanders one of the teams that you would have never thought at least in the beginning of the season that they'd be this good 37 and 19 75 points one of the best teams in the NHL of course Montreal Canadiens are doing really well the Nashville Predators they have the best record and the most points in the league so Tom Talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk about New York Islanders. I mean, how good are they right now? They played uh, the Rangers last night in one of the most exciting regular season games uh, that you'll see. Uh, Hockey, to begin with, is an incredibly exciting and skillful sport, and it is played hard. This was a great game. It was exciting. But the most interesting part of it is the Rangers are already a good team, and they're playing extremely well. The Islanders have flipped from being a team that has been way out of the race to one of the better teams in hockey. They're very exciting, and there's a lot of that in hockey this year. You got Nashville. You got you just got some teams. St. Louis has bounced back. Calgary, there has been a lot of uh, things. And, of course, some of the old powers are still terrific, you know, like Chicago and Boston, et cetera. Detroit's playing well. Pittsburgh is uh, hanging in there in spite of a lot of injuries. But the parity, the competition in hockey is something else. Uh, It would be very, very hard to try to forecast who's going to win right now. Very hard, but it, it is exciting. And uh, a lot of these teams have just uh, reversed themselves. Nashville, uh, Tampa has come way back. Even Florida is over 500 after being in a doormat. Great, great competition, great parity, and the playoffs ought to be out of this world. Uh, as of today, there are 22 out of 30 teams in the league who have winning records, and there are probably 25 teams, if they finish strongly, might make the playoffs. Uh, and that is, I think that's really remarkable, considering that we're at the trade deadline, uh, which is coming up soon. With 25 games to go, 
there are a lot of teams uh, who can realistically think of uh, postseason. And the other point I want to make is that this uh, parity uh, may be viewed as a support for those who believe that salary caps can uh, contribute mightily to team parity and level the playing field even for uh, smaller market teams. I, I, I hope baseball doesn't get a, uh, a salary cap because I think the struggle would be uh, too, uh, too damaging. But uh, what's happened in hockey is, is certainly a, a testament to the power of a salary cap. But there's still a lot of problems with it because uh, the cap, even when the business is much more productive in generating revenues, uh, has not gone up. There's a lot of problems with salary caps. And to that point, there is a battle coming in basketball in their next labor agreement. It is no accident that LeBron stepped up to become the vice president of the Players Association. And with Chris Paul and the very, very potent lawyer that they brought in to run the union, I think that this is going to be the labor dispute uh, of the coming years. I mean, I think well, it's going to be the big one, although baseball isn't going to be a walk in the park either. I mean, what if you're a fan, though, looking at from the outside? Don't players make enough already? That's, that's, a, that's a cute generalization that uh, they like to use. But what the cap does, for example, in basketball, it chases a whole lot of players out of the game yeah. uh, who don't deserve to be chased out of the game. It's a, it's a star business. The other thing is that the owner's wealth in their clubs and the value of their clubs has gone up so vertically in the past few years and nothing more dramatic than the sterling sale of the Clippers for $2 billion. And these players uh, are entitled to what is fair. And they're going to fight for it. And I believe that there will be dramatic changes. Well, my, my point was not that the salary cap is a wonderful thing or a fair thing, but on the point of what it can do to level the playing field for teams uh, competitively. Intellectually, Sam, I, I, I can't dispute the benefit of it uh, in, you know, in certain situations, but... I do know that the way it has operated has been very, very difficult on the players as the, uh, at the same time as the franchises have gone up in value tremendously. And let's not forget the basketball players ended up agreeing, reducing their share from 57 to 50% to begin with in the last negotiation. So, Look, your your point is well taken, and uh, you know you love to see the competition. But players have limited careers, and a lot of them get short uh, shrift in terms of the number of years they can play. 
what happens when they start getting being the casualties, et cetera. It's very complex, and it'll have to play itself out, and it figures to be a heck of a battle, particularly in basketball. And the NBA trade deadline is on Thursday. Amari Stoudemire being waived, being bought out by the New York Knicks. He is going to play for the Dallas Mavericks. And his salary with the Mavs, the Mavs are required to pay him $477,150. So Mavs, if Amari could produce, I think he'll do wonders for the Dallas Mavericks. And there are some other moves that uh, are rumored. Ty Lawson to the Denver Nuggets, Larry Sanders. I mean, there's players that are rumored to be traded by the deadline. So uh, what do you think of uh, Amari going to the Mavs and what other uh, moves do you see, uh, Tom, happening in the NBA before Thursday? Well, I think with respect to Amari, you know, who's been a great, great player and had some really tough injuries, I think it was a very, very smart move for him to go, you know, the money that he's, he's going to play with from Dallas doesn't matter. You know, he's gotten uh, bought out and, uh, you know, he makes... He, he makes a lot of money. He's trying to resurrect his career. Very smart going to Mark Cuban. Uh, Mark Cuban is a player's owner. He's all about winning and trying to do the right thing, too, for his players as an owner. And if, if Amari succeeds down there, he will have something to look forward to with them. So I think it, I think there are a lot of guys that are going to just get included in packages as teams try to line up for a playoff uh, competition because basketball is another season is so long, and then the playoffs are so tough, so tough. So it'll be a very active, uh, you know, trade uh, swap meet, and I think it'll give us a lot better look at who are the teams to beat, although some of the greatest teams, uh, historically, are just shipwrecked right now. You know, Philly, Knicks, you know. Lakers. L.A. Lakers. Unbelie- unbelievable. Who would have ever seen a trifecta or bet on a trifecta of seeing that kind of carnage? That's not good for the game. And I hope uh, these teams, these proud franchises, get back in play in the next couple of years. A lot of work to do. And it'll be interesting, too, uh, Goran Dragic of the uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Suns apparently want to re-sign him, so he might be off the market as far as the trade goes uh, You know, by Thursday. And Brooke Lopez of the Brooklyn Nets, they might move him. I mean, there, there's a lot of talk, but we'll see what happens. Uh, what's uh, your take on Amari and uh, the trade deadline, Sam? Well, I think, I, I think uh, this is a coup for... Uh... Mark Cuban uh, and, and, and the Dallas organization, a very astute move uh, to bring in a player despite his, his injury history, his recent injury history, uh, because uh, this is the kind of player who can, who can be a difference maker. Uh, so uh, I, 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 I like the move. As far as everything else goes, uh, who might move, who might not move, it's all very, very speculative, 
and I don't have a, a very good uh, feel for it. This move by Dallas could enable them to go uh, deep into the playoffs. And let's talk NBA All-Star Weekend. The NBA All-Star Saturday night, the dunk competition, Zach Levine made it worth watching. He got two perfect scores and ended up winning the dunk competition. And Steph Curry, good Lord, the man made 13 consecutive three-pointers and won the three-point contest. And during the All-Star game, of course, the All-Star game, the ratings, 7.2 million viewers on Sunday night. The West beat the East 163-158, to 158, and I love Steve Kerr coaching up the West. And this was his pep talk during one of the timeouts. Hey, I got a great play planned for the first play, so one of you guys get it and like throw it to one of the other guys, and then you throw it to someone else, and then you shoot. That was the play that he designed. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love it, and it was just an exciting weekend in New York. I don't like the idea of defensive players standing there like statues while the man with the ball dribbles around them and goes in for an uncontested layup. And it seems to me that you had a lot of that uh, happening in uh, in the All-Star game. The, the concept of All-Star games in all sports has to be looked at. But overall, uh, from what, I, what I've seen and, and what I've read, it was a, a a wonderful week, an enjoyable weekend uh, for the sport and for fans of the sport. Go ahead, Tom. And for fashion. <laughs> it was combined with fashion week. And they did, I'll tell you this, from a marketing standpoint and an entertainment standpoint, it was a resounding success. The sure. business about the defense in the game itself was kind of like the hockey. Nobody was challenging the guy skating with a puck. And so there were lots of goals. But, you know, nobody wants to see anybody get hurt these things. And I can understand that. But it was entertainment tonight, big time. Oh, big time. And then you had Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you caught any of it. My favorite skit, Will Farrell came back as Alex Trebek and did the whole Jeopardy skit. You know, with Sean Connery, they had Burt yep. Reynolds. I mean, unbelievable. It was such a great night. Three and a half hour special, and then they had like an hour uh, red carpet special as well. But Saturday Night Live, between that, the fashion, and NBA All-Star Weekend, I mean, the place to be was New York. And now everybody's headed back to L.A. for Oscar Weekend. The Academy Awards are on Sunday. You guys have any uh, best picture predictions? Sniper. Oh, American Sniper. Uh, yeah, I I think uh, there's a lot of momentum for that uh, picture, especially at this point in time in the world. And it's drama, but it's great theater. Definitely. Great entertainment. Definitely is. I loved American Sniper. So uh, on that note, we are going to leave you until next time. We want to thank everyone for listening and downloading The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich on SportsUSAMedia.com, on iTunes, the TuneIn app for your smartphone, and iHeartRadio. And follow Tom on Twitter. He tweets up a storm, and you can tweet him at LateEnning. And follow at Inside Sports USA as well for the latest on The Rich Report and our other podcasts. Till next time, this has been The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. 
Thanks for listening to The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. You can check out more of Sports USA's podcasts anytime at sportsusamedia.com, iTunes, the TuneIn app for your smartphone, iHeartRadio.com, and the iHeartRadio app for your smartphone. There you'll find Snake's Takes with Jake Plummer, Conversations with Joe Morgan, Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure, and The Fred Dreyer Show. This has been a production of Sports USA.